and welcome to the Dairobi Health Show. Today I'm talking about a controversial topic, meat versus vegan and vegetarian. And my goal here, well, originally it started out as just research that I was doing. It's a passionate topic that people think uh, it gets a little bit religious for some people, frankly. Um, you know, it's kind of belief-based in some ways, like you should do this, and the word should is used a lot in this debate. However, what does the evidence say? If we were able to put our biases on the side and be very open, might we change our mind one way or the other on the topic? And for me, the, for me, the answer is yes. It's something that I opened myself up to a few years ago and have thought a lot about, and I've read several books on the topic. Uh, the Marvelous Pigness of Pigs is my favorite. I've mentioned it on the podcast before. However, today I hope in a nutshell, in a short episode, to just throw out some of the evidence and some of the thoughts around this topic and see if they don't help you uh, in your understanding of these issues and in improving your own nutrition. And so let's jump into it. So first of all, uh, the, the vegan side uh, argues that meat causes cancer. It contributes to environmental destruction and animal cruelty. On the other hand, meat eaters claim that giving up animal proteins leads to nutritional deficiencies and weight gain, and that we as a species are omnivores designed to eat uh, plants and animals. Both sides believe their approach is healthier, uh, but I'm going to go into what the science says and how we can make informed decisions. So let's start off by defining the terms, vegan, vegetarian, plant-based, carnivore, etc. So first of all, there's a popular term called plant-based diet, and that term is a little vague because plant-based doesn't necessarily mean only plants. And so my definition and the def definition of precision nutrition, which is the number one cer uh, health certification uh, organization on the planet, is not that it's someone who strictly consumes plants. Rather, the definition is that the primary diet consists of vegetables, fruits, beans, and legumes, whole grains, nuts, and seeds. In other words, if most of your diet is plants, then you are a plant-based eater. So let's start with that. Number two, a whole food plant-based diet. This is a very well-defined type of, of diet uh, based on emphasizing whole, minimally processed foods. Number three, a fully plant-based or plant-only diet. These diets exclude all animal products, including meat, dairy, and eggs. And some fully plant-based eaters avoid anything produced by animals, including honey. Then there's vegans, a strict, fully plant-based diet that often extends beyond food choices to broader lifestyle choices. A vegan might avoid fur or, or leather goods, and they really strive to minimize harm or suffering to animals. And so that's what differentiates a, a vegan. The vegetarian diet serves as an umbrella encompassing plant-only diets um, as well as there are some differentiators within the vegetarian world. There's lacto-ovo uh, because they consume dairy and eggs as well as plant being plants, uh, being, being vegetarian. Then there's the pescopalo vegetarians. They eat fish, shellfish, and chicken. Then there's the pescatarians. They eat fish and, and shellfish in addition to plants. And then there's flexitarians. They eat mostly plant foods, but occasionally include small servings of meat. So flexitarian is a similar term uh, to, to uh, plant-based, uh, but they try to limit their meat consumption um, to a very low amount without eliminating it entirely. They may eat, eat like three ounces a week or something like that. Then, of course, the term omnivore 
is what we might learn in a biology class that the, the you know Homo sapiens are omnivores. Uh, someone who consumes a combination of animal and plant-based foods and probably gives not much thought into the debate at all, and simply when they go to the shop, uh, the, the store buys meat and eggs and and anything that they want to eat and doesn't give it much thought. And then, of course, there's the new carnivore diet. When I say new, people have actually been doing it for for quite some time, but it gained in popularity from the Joe Rogan show a few years ago. This is someone that eats only eat only meat, although most that I actually talk to eat a little bit of other things, especially um, even if they eat even if they consider themselves a very strict carnivore, you'll find they often use oils, butter, uh, nuts. But their primary source of nutrition is meat. So now let's talk about the health benefits. Who is truly healthier? Well, the science is muddy. And I'll tell you why. Although many people believe that plant-based diets would be healthier for you, uh, one study in, in Belgium surveyed nearly, nearly 1,500 individuals including vegans, vegetarians, semi-vegetarians, pescatarians, and omnivores. And they found that fully plant-based eaters scored the highest on the healthy eating index, a measure of dietary quality, and omnivores scored the lowest and had a higher likelihood of being overweight or obese. And so that's a fairly compelling study uh, for the plant-based side of things. Other research has linked vegetarian diets with better health indicators, including blood pressure and waist circumference. And waist circumference matters. If your waist is larger than 36 inches as a female, you probably have too much um, visceral fat and a very high chance of metabolic disease. And for men, that number is 40 inches. And so waist circumference really matters as a health marker. However, it's important to note that overall dietary patterns matter more than any specific food choice. So Consuming a diet rich in minimally processed whole foods, fruits, vegetables, and protein sources, whether plant or animal-based, whole grains, legumes, and healthy fats contributes to overall health. And so let's just back up a minute because those studies don't take a major thing into account. And that is that many of the people who are omnivores are also, that, that number includes a lot of people who aren't even health conscious, Okay. So, shockingly, more than 90% of people do not consume enough fruits and vegetables every day. 90%. And in the United States, anyway, 60% of all calories are consumed from ultra-processed foods. In other words, when you do a scientific study, there, the, the sample of omnivores includes a whole lot of generally unhealthy people. Okay, so fully plant-based eaters score higher on the healthy eating index, not solely because they avoid meat, but rather because their entire diet is generally healthier. They tend to be a higher, a more uh, health conscious person within the omnivore camp or people like myself. I'm very healthy. I have all the markers to, to prove that. And yet I eat meat. So I would, I, I'm as healthier or healthier than some vegetarians. And so that study doesn't tell the whole story. So generally speaking, the key to good health is healthier food choices, whether it's from the plant, plants or animals. So let's just put that on, on the side for a minute. Interestingly, from all of these studies, another thing that we glean from plant-based eaters is they tend to prioritize sleep and they engage less in sedentary behavior 
which also contributes to overall health. In other words, there's more going on than the way they eat. The way they ended up being a plant-based eater was through being a health-conscious person, okay? And in contrast, meat eaters score lower on the healthy eating index, not because they eat meat, but because they tend, like I said, to also be less conscious of their, their choices. They eat fewer whole foods, such as fish, seafood, nuts, vegetables, beans, nuts, and uh, seeds. Let's say I said nuts twice there, but you get the idea. They tend to consume higher amounts of refined grains and sodium and uh, uh, more processed foods generally. Meat eaters also tend to be more likely to smoke and to consume alcohol than plant-based eaters. So those things have to be taken into account as well. In other words, if I eat meat, but I don't smoke and I don't drink alcohol and I eat whole foods, then I'm not going to be less healthier, healthy than a plant-based eater. Hope that makes sense. So it's important to emphasize that meat may not be the problem, but the habits of many meat eaters skew the facts of the science, okay? Ultimately, the key to a healthy diet lies in striking a, a balance and incorporating whole minimally processed foods, regardless of whether it includes meat or not. Next, let's talk about cancer. Does meat cause cancer? This is a longstanding claim that meat has a potential link to cancer. Uh, now, again, let's talk about meat. There is a huge difference between pepperoni and a fresh steak. Processed meat, including lunch meat, canned meat, and jerky, as well as heavily grilled, charred, or blackened meat, has carcinogens, no doubt about it. So we can't just say, this is a meat eater, and so they're going to get cancer, right? Because let's say that this meat eater is on a ranch where they're eating humanely raised food raised on their ranch, the eggs from the ranch, the plants grown on the ranch, as well as the, the grass-fed beef. That person is as unlikely to get cancer as a plant-based eater. So again, the science isn't 100%. It's, it's, not, it's not black and white. Um, the World Health Organization conducted a comprehensive review of 800 studies, and they concluded that each daily portion of 50 grams of processed meat, processed meat now, roughly equivalent to one hot dog or six slices of cooked bacon, does increase the risk of colon cancer by 18%. That's high. That's a big deal. But again, that was on processed meat. And meat is classified as probably carcinogenic by the Agency for Research on Cancer. So that, that's not to be taken lightly. So the takeaway here is if you are a meat eater, it's probably wise to get rid of processed meats. Clean up your meat diet. Okay, so let's at least uh, hopefully agree on that. Now, this, this issue, again, uh, has multiple facets. Let's talk about the planet, right? Uh, there's a real focus on the environment, and the environmental impact of consuming protein is generally higher than um, agriculture, okay? And so only about 10% of the food consumed by farm animals is converted into meat, milk, or eggs, and animal agriculture contributes to waste production and the release of methane gas. This is all true, and, and this, this uh, contributes to climate change. And cattle alone uh, account for approximately 70% of agricultural greenhouse gases, while plant raising or agriculture for plants uh, only contributes 
However, again, it's a bigger issue. And uh, in the United States, for example, just 200 years ago, there was literally millions, millions of buffalo, right? And, and they roamed freely. They weren't raised, uh, they, weren't, they weren't finished in feeding lots. They roamed the plains. And by roaming the plains, they contributed to the entire bio, uh, biosphere, I guess. Um, they, um, they, they did their part. Uh, they, they rummaged, they, they ate the grass, they tramped down the soil, which then the plants would grow back up through, uh, you know, breaking up that soil. Um, they kept the grasslands covered in grass uh, through, you know, the entire um, ecosystem. Of, ha- of, of the way they moved around from place to place and then where they had grazed would grow back. Uh, where, you know, when you don't have animals feeding, you end up with desertification. I'm not sure quite how you pronounce that. Um, but part of the problem of how we raise animals today is that we don't let them roam naturally out there and do their, their natural thing out in the wild like they used to do. Uh, One 2019 study conducted by Johns Hopkins examined the environmental impact of nine eating patterns ranging from fully plant-based to omnivore, and they found that reducing meat intake to one meal per day had a greater environmental impact reduction than following a lacto-ovo-vegetarian diet. So that's super interesting. In other words, reducing meat consumption uh, was just as good as eliminating meat, okay? Also, An eating pattern that includes small, low-on-the-food-chain creatures such as fish had a similar environmental impact to the 100% plant-based diet. So people who prioritize reducing environmental impact do not necessarily have to eliminate all meat. Okay, so let's talk about that for a minute. Reducing environmental impact, uh, here's five strategies for those of us that still want to eat meat. First of all, there's a lot to be said for limiting meat intake. So if we just don't eat as much, that does have a significant impact on the planet and we still get the protein from the meat. Um, Precision Nutrition recommends if if this is the way you want to go to reduce your meat consumption to one to three ounces per day and keep your overall animal product intake below 10% and that that, believe it or not, if enough people did it, would literally have an impact on the planet. Uh, And and you make up the difference with, with protein powders uh, make sure and check out GenePro. I, that's my favorite. That's my go-to. We sell it on the website at dirobi.com. Use the, the code podcast to save 10%. Um, and the reason I like that protein powder, if you if you start eating less meat and doing protein powders, you quickly find out some of the downside of protein, protein right? Protein can cause gas and bloating. And um, sometimes uh, the flavors aren't that great and you can't mix them all with a smoothie necessarily. Whereas GenePro has no flavor. It's literally tasteless. And it, it's very, very refined. It's, it's medical grade. So uh, in addition, repla- uh, getting eating more legumes, tubers, roots, whole grains, mushrooms, and seeds would make up for a lot of that protein. Next, choose sustainably raised meat. Op- opt for grass-fed cattle over feedlot animals. I've been doing this for a long time. I love it. Uh, we have a local rancher that we, me and a couple of guys, uh, friends of mine, we go in on it. Sometimes I get a quarter, sometimes I get a half, or we change it around depending on how much meat we, we want. And we know that the animal was humanely raised on a local ranch 
It's supporting local farmers, which I'm a huge fan of. The quality is better. The price is fantastic. It's comparable to what you'd pay at the store, but much higher cuts, higher quality cuts of meat. Number three, eat more meals at home. Homemade meals result in less packaging and waste uh, compared to commercially prepared meals. Eating more meals at home actually has a huge difference on the environment as well, if enough people do it. Next, I alluded to this one before, but just in in terms of, of meat, but purchase as much food as you can locally. Locally grown foods reduce, reduces transportation costs. Uh, it supports your local farmers. You're more likely to get organic or, or similar to organic. A lot of these farmers can't afford organic certification, and yet they, they use natural products. When you go to a local farmer's market, many of these people will tell you that. Say, hey, we couldn't afford to keep up our organic certification. However, this would pass if we could afford it. And uh, I tend to trust those local farmers that that speak that language. And we buy at our, our local farmer's market whenever we can. Uh, and last is minimize food waste. Uh, food waste in landfills generates a lot of greenhouse gases. And if each of us did our part and cut down on food waste, uh, that would actually make a big difference. So in the end, we have the freedom, of course, to, to choose whatever works best for us. For me, I opt for, I I am a meat eater. I eat eggs. Same with eggs. Uh, We opt for local eggs as often as we can. Uh, We want pasture-raised eggs. They're better. They're more delicious. And we're supporting local farmers. Uh, For a while there, there was children that had a bunch of chickens nearby our old house uh, that sold their their, uh, a dozen eggs eggs raised from coops in their backyard for $2 a dozen, which is pretty sweet. Um, But we lost that deal when we moved. Uh, However, most health food stores carry, you know, locally raised, pasture-raised eggs for about $5 a dozen, which may seem expensive, but I don't believe that. What I believe is that the $2 a dozen Walmart eggs are actually artificially cheap because they're subsidized because the inhumane way that the chickens are raised and the cheap food that they feed them, everything is cheapened. The amount of land, the food, the conditions, it's inhumane. In, in my opinion, again, I don't want to get too opinionated here. I'm, the, the, these are just issues I want to explore um, and, and get and, you know, hopefully think about and maybe make a few changes in your in your own life. Maybe you're even upset with me that I still eat meat after learning all these things. Uh, so again, it's not black and white. There is no right or wrong answer, either for our health or for the environment or for uh, the food chain. Uh, but these are issues well worth exploring. And so um, in the end, make up your own mind. Uh, you may feel uh, the, the, the other thing is some people do better on carbs, some do better on fat, some people do better on protein. We need all three, but the ratio of those could change and make a big difference from one person to another. I happen to be a person who does really well on a high protein, low fat, low carb diet. I've just done enough experimentation to know that's what works best for me. That doesn't work best for everyone. And so meat really helps. Uh, however, plant, eat, plant eaters often thrive on fruits and vegetables. Um, while maybe adding in a little protein or even some meat on Saturday or Sunday. There's all kinds of ways to do it. Let your gut feelings be your guide, as well as doing some tests 
Um, any health tests that you do, if you, if you do a major change in your diet, like changing the ratio of carbs, fats, and protein, do it for at least 90 days before you, before you fully decide. And meantime, make sure and check out our Dairobi Undiet, which are seven principles that could help almost anyone lose weight, have more energy, feel better, sleep better, that are very, very simple to do. It's available as a free PDF downloadable at dairobi.com. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and it's made you think a little bit about these issues and maybe even make one or two small changes in your own life and maybe be a little bit more nuanced if you have this discussion with other people who maybe aren't as nuanced and are fiercely passionate about their own correct point of view. But in actual fact, um, there isn't necessarily one best way. Uh, there's probably a best way for you, and it might be different than the best way for me, but we should all take all these things into consideration before we make our final choice, in my humble opinion. So thanks again so much for listening. Make sure and use the code podcast to save 10% off any product we have at dirobi.com. And we will see you again soon. This is Dave Sherwin wishing you health and success. <music>